Am I on? There we go. All right. <laughs> there you go, Jerry. <laughs> now I'm going to have to turn me down because I'm too loud. My poor parents. No inside voice. How's that? Are we good? Okay. There we go. So um, on the back page is our uh, women's event and all the details there. And um, that is going to be a lovely time. In the back, we have some sign-up sheets. Tamales are on there. That's the one that I was focused on. Um, poinsettias and so forth. And then also, um, I found a pretty nifty um, devotion booklet by a gentleman that I really admire. I've not met him yet, but his name's Chad Bird, and he is a um, Lutheran theologian, and he writes some dynamite stuff. So in the back, as you leave on the table, are these devotions for Advent. So I invite you to take one uh, or two. Um, we bought a boatload of them, and so um, these are really neat, and it, it's a, a simple way to get into God's Word, the bread of life. You got to eat at home, too, and this is a good way to do it, and he is a wonderful, wonderful writer, so I invite you to grab that. And without further ado, I think we'll get started. Will you stand and let us sing as unto the Lord? We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given to us his son to die for us. And for our sake, or rather his sake, his son's sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore, by his authority, declare to you the entire forgiveness the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the treating perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Our first reading this morning is Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 9, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1161. Isaiah 64, 1 through 9. Oh, that you would render the heavens and come down that the mountains would tremble before you as when the fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins swept us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold on you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look in us, we pray, for we are all your people. We will read Psalm 80, verses 1 through 7, responsibly. Please say, see page 6 of the bulletin. Psalm 80, 1 through 7. Hear, a shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth.
Restore us, O God. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. Restore us, God Almighty. Make her face shine on us, that we may be saved. The third reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 9, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1771. 1 Corinthians 1, 3 through 9. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel, according to Mark, the 13th chapter, 13th chapter, 24 through 37. Our Gospel this morning is indeed from Mark chapter 13, 24 through 37, and it can be found on page 1578 in your pew Bible. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies, they will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect, from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender 
and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. And even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, even right at the door. Now truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in the heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Now be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house, and he puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Advent season is upon us, starting today. We look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ, the prophecy fulfilled. Today a Savior is born. But we are warned not to be asleep. Jesus' first coming in the Advent season that we celebrate, he comes in like a lamb. Isn't that peculiar that God chose to save the world with a baby. In this reading, we are warned that there is a second coming. That's the, the Lord that leaves his servants in charge, each with their task, each with their responsibility, and he tells the Watchmen to stay alert. Because when the Lord comes again, he's not coming as a lamb. He's coming as a lion with judgment. Don't be asleep. We know that the last day is coming. And when Mark is writing to us about, don't you be asleep. Oftentimes we think, well, that's far off. In fact, we don't really give it much mind because we figure, oh, I won't be here. 
That's far off. And so we do sleep. How do we sleep? Well, like the managers, when the Lord went away and he gave them talents, two of them doubled what was given to them. They used their gifts. They used their their abilities that were given to them to increase. The one that buried it was asleep. He'd been given this gift, and yet he buried it for no one's use. Not his, not even the master's. Don't be asleep. Now, we all have, personally, a last day. And like Jesus said, we don't know the hour or the day that it's coming. But that's an appointment we won't be late for. Don't be asleep. You've been given a talent by God. You've been given a deposit of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Don't be asleep. Use it. What does that mean? Well, are you worried right now? The Bible says, do not let your heart be troubled. Are things not going your way? Are you in pain? Are you suffering? Is your family suffering? The Bible says he's coming. Jesus said, I will make all things new again. Don't be asleep. Well, Pastor, what do I do? How do I comfort people that are in this season? Don't be asleep. Get into the Word. The Word is life. The Word is the bread that feeds you. And it gives you the ability to come alongside people. And rather than say, I think, you can say, here's what Jesus promises. This is a season not just of a little baby being born. This is a season of hope that is the reason that we get up every morning. The hope that there is not heaven on earth. I don't know, has anyone got heaven on earth right now? Ah, you know, no. But there's the hope that despite this mansion that I have, (laughs) my mansion's a little bigger than most of yours, but this mansion is going to be rebuilt. It's going to look great, and so are yours, even though you look great now. That's the hope of things coming. No more worries, no more tears, no more sorrow. No more pain, no more doubt, no more fighting. All things will be made new. That's the promise. That's the hope. Now, I have a vision for this church in the next year. My job is to rightly distinguish the law and the gospel and give you the gospel. My job is to rightly administer the sacraments. My job as your pastor, your called servant, ordained and called servant, is to encourage you to make disciples, to build your strength. My job is to build relationships in this church, to have you build them. I can't build them for you. You have to do it. 
You're doing great, too, by the way. Today I wasn't singing. Well, I'm going off on a rabbit trail. Help me, Liz. Throw something at me if I go too far. But I was listening to you guys pray. I was listening to you sing. This service is divine. (laughs) Not because I'm here, you knew that. Not because you're here, but because of the one that is here, present in the word and the sacraments. And our worship is to him. So in the coming year, I want to equip you to go out. And I want you to have this vision in your head. And that is, as we reach up to Jesus Christ, what's in this hand? He grabs this hand. Who are we grabbing onto? Let's grab somebody that is outside the church. And before we can go out and effectively be ministers, ambassadors to the outside, we have to be together in. Did I say you're doing a good job? You are. You are. J. Vernon McGee, anyone ever heard of him? He's on the radio. He's been uh, passed away for like 30 years, I think. You wouldn't know it because they play his sermons. What a gifted man. He's got a southern accent, and I just love accents. He told a story the other day that I was listening to. I almost, I almost had to stop the car. I was just laughing, and it was so perfect. He talks about the story of, uh, of the turtle. You see, somebody went down, and they went to the bottom of a pond, and they grabbed a turtle, and they took that turtle out of that pond. And they taught that turtle how to fly. Man, that's pretty good. You ever seen a turtle fly? I hope not, because we got to talk about intervention, maybe. But, but, the, but bear with me. The turtle learns how to fly, and he's pretty excited because, you know, hard shell, little head, you know, come on. Bottom of a pond, nothing changes, not very exciting. So this little turtle, after he learns to fly, he goes back to his pond, and he swims down there, and he meets all his turtle friends, and he says to them, come and see. I've learned how to fly. It's great out there. Come and see. And the rest of the turtle said, no, no, I don't want to fly. That's good for you. But I'm content down here in the muck, and algae, and all the other turtles. Go ahead and fly yourself. All right, so where are you going with that? Well, you know how to fly. That deposit that was put in you the day of your baptism, the Holy Spirit, you've been given the ability to fly. God's holy scripture speaks to you about when you will literally be flying. I mean, I imagine there aren't going to be any limitations in heaven. I want to fly? Watch me. The challenge is, is that we have been given and entrusted this incredible gift, the gift of the gospel. Luther says it's the greatest treasure that the church has. And we should be going down to the bottom of the pond and saying, hey, come, learn and fly. That's what this church body should do. I'm not saying each one of you need to go out and knock on doors because, you know, I don't want to do that either. But there are opportunities when we come along other turtles and we say, hey, come with me. 
I'll show you where you can learn to fly. I've been applying that to a lot of things lately, a lot of, of uh, uh, examples of this where uh, turtles are, don't want to fly. And uh, J. Vernon McGee didn't say what the turtle said to his friends. They didn't want to fly, but, you know, I imagine he just sort of shook his head and said, how sad. You need to come and learn to fly. We always come back to Scripture. In the Corinthians text, it says his word has a reward. Not necessarily only for forgiveness or for salvation, but for rewards that are spiritual and bodily here and in the afterlife. What does that mean? It means if we're in the word, if we are sharing and speaking the word together, that helps us to fly. That feeds us now. That comforts us now. Where is your hope? Where is your hope? Really? If your first answer was Jesus, I'd say, well, yeah, of course. That's always the right answer in church, right? But honestly, sometimes my hope is in my portfolio. And right now, I got a lot of hope. But I also saw that thing go down the other way. My hope is in my children. <laughs> I have great hope in them. But they won't last. They have an expiration date, just like I do. My hope used to be in family, my mother and my father, my brother. They have an expiration date. My mom and dad have gone home. Where's your hope? I want you to fly this year. I want you to really fly. I'm not saying you're not flying. I'm not saying you don't have wings. But my son is going through flight training now. And he went from calling me up, and he says, you probably ought not tell mom this, but um, I put us into a straight down, out of control spiral into the ground. And the instructor said, I got the aircraft. The instructor actually said a, a four-letter explicative I can't share right now, but <laughs> he pulled it up. John now can get himself out of a out-of-control spiral. He's learning to fly. And we have a loving father that when our life in the here and now is doing a spiral to the ground, and that has an that has a <laughs> expiration point right here. Our loving Father says, I got the aircraft. How do I know? It's in the Bible. It's in our gospel every, every week. It's in our baptism. I got the aircraft. It's in the foretaste of the feast to come. Don't worry, kid. I got the aircraft. Don't worry, kid. You're really going to fly. 
when you come home with me. May we never forget that we've been equipped to fly. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed, found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth. For all that is seen and unseen, we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance to scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He is spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, you have given us the stars as markers of days and seasons, and we thank you for bringing us to the beginning of a new church year. Keep us faithful as we move through its observances and celebrations. May we gather often to hear the proclamation of your Son and receive the gifts you so freely bestow upon us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We do not know the time the Son of Man will come, that knowledge belongs only to you, O Lord. Keep us wakeful, watchful, and ever ready for his arrival, so that we, along with all your faithful people, may be gathered from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of all nations, as we await the full coming of your promised kingdom, be with all who make, administer, and judge our laws. May they use the authority that you have given them wisely and according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O Lord, you are our Father. Hide not your face from us. Look with kindness, especially upon those who cry out to you in this time of need, especially those we now name silently or out loud. According to your will, give healing to the sick, comfort to those who mourn, and perseverance to those who suffer for the sake of your name. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, even as we await your coming in glory, you come to us in the here and now, in the bread and wine that is the body and blood of your Son. May all who approach your table today receive the sacrament worthily, 
so that with sins forgiven and faith strengthened, your people lack no gift as they await the revealing of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We remember with thankfulness all the faithful who have gone before us and are now with you. Preserve and sustain us until the end so that we will all be presented guiltless before you in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace, but before you do, <laughs> I want to um, speak a little bit about the sharing of the peace. And in, in, in this season of flus and, and so forth, um, let us be uh, mindful of those things. And so fist bumps are okay, and elbows and so forth like that. And uh, and, uh, but anyway, enjoy each other, share the peace. Well, here's a little, <laughs> yes sir, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> yours. It's good. It's your pain for you guys. Yeah. Things feel better. Well, anytime you want to talk, I um, I put a call in to my friend Roger Turp.
Please stand. Pray with me. O Lord, our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You're going to have to forgive me. I didn't do my uh, preparatory work prior to this. Uh, this may go a little bit longer than it normally does, but um, See what you miss when you're sharing the peace? The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and ever-living God. You comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we do praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he. The name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his triumphant and righteous coming again. Let us now pray together the, the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This feast is for the children of God. And you are the children of God. You are not asleep. So if your confession, and I heard you, is that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, your hope, hope upon all hopes, then come, the table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
Will you please stand? And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing song is Grace Alone. And that's, that means everything. So let us sing as unto the Lord. to be